to the podcast. This is But What's Next with me, Michelle Reed. I'm so happy to have you back. I just have to say thank you to everyone listening. Something really cool happened the other day. The girl that I work with at Anchor, her name's Casey. She's awesome. She actually shot me an email and said that my podcast was trending, which is really random. It was like number 25 on Spotify or something, which is really cool. So I just wanted to say a big thank you for listening. I've definitely gotten some more podcast listeners recently, and so I'm just so happy to have you guys here, and it really means the world to me that you listen to what I say, whether that be on a walk while you're doing chores, while you're working. I just, I love seeing people tag me in Instagram stories saying that they're listening and they appreciate it and they come back every Monday. And I just wanna say a big thank you because it really means so much to me. Today's episode is going to be something that I feel like I don't really touch a lot on here on the podcast, but do more so in my videos. If you guys don't know, I have a YouTube channel, it's Michelle Reed, but it's all about my health and fitness journey and my personal kind of relationship that I have with working out and eating and all these topics. So I just want to start off by saying, one, I'm not a professional. I'm not really giving advice in this. It's more so just how I went about having a healthy relationship with these topics that can oftentimes be very difficult, especially as just women in today's age. It's hard to have a good relationship with these things. And so it's mainly talking about that and then a little bit about exactly what I do. But along with that, if these things are going to trigger you, then please do not listen to this episode. I will be talking about kind of mistakes I made in the past, how I didn't used to have a healthy relationship with food. I will not be mentioning weight or anything like that. I will talk about like gaining and losing weight, but no specific numbers. But I just want you to know ahead of going into this episode that I know listening to these things can often be very heavy for people, and so I have a ton of other episodes you can go listen to if this is not the one for you. So feel free to click out. You will not offend me, and you can just listen to the next one. But yeah, I thought that this was really important to talk about because I actually asked on my Instagram what you guys wanted to hear, and a lot of people, not a lot of people, there's one specific girl, and she said, I feel like you talk a lot about health and fitness on your channel, but not specifics. I'd love to hear about how you went about having you know, a healthy relationship with these things. And so it made me think fitness is such a gift from God. I truly believe working your body and being comfortable in your body and enjoying food and enjoying what you eat and just your routine in general with these things, I truly feel like is a blessing from God that I get to enjoy these things that God has put on this earth. And so I wanted to kind of start off just by saying my viewpoint on health and fitness and where I'm at now, and then I'm gonna go into exactly how I got to that point going up through high school, even middle school, and kind of when I started having issues with these things. And then I'm gonna end with just specific Q&A questions that you guys actually asked on my Instagram because I'd like to get a little more specific after rambling for a little bit. I truly believe that health and fitness is not an idol in my life and I don't think it should be an idol in anyone's life. It is something that is very easy to focus on too much, that's very easy to compare yourself to other people, that it's very easy to get obsessed with. And so before actually thinking health and fitness is a good thing, I just want to clarify that it should never be an idol in your life and it's not an idol in my life. It used to be and I'll talk about that. But at this point in time, if I don't work out every day, I am still worthy. If I don't eat perfect whole foods every day, I am still worthy. My worth as a person is not tied to health and fitness by any means. And so I just want to make that clear 
that I think that you can enjoy beauty. I think it's Augustine who talks about disordered loves. And oftentimes we love good things too much and they become bad things. Or sometimes we don't love things that are good enough and that is wrong too. So I think anything in your life can be a disordered love and it's important to have a balanced life. And so that's kind of what I want to talk about in this podcast. But that being said, I do believe health and fitness is very important. And as I say in a lot of these episodes, it's very hard for me to talk about a lot of the topics that I talk about. So dating, career, money health and fitness separate from my beliefs as a Christian and my faith. And I know that not everyone who listens to these podcasts are Christians, but these things are all very influential in my faith and they relate to my faith. And so I am going to kind of break down the context of what I think health and fitness means as a Christian, because I did get questions on that too, just kind of reconciling fitness and health and, you know, body image as a Christian. And so I think there's one verse that really specifically motivates me in my health and fitness. And a lot of times it's used out of context. So I did a lot of research on the context that I'll go into. First Corinthians chapter 6 verses 19 through 20 and it says, "Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own, you were bought at a price. Therefore honor God with your bodies." Some context here. So Paul is writing his letter to the church in Corinth about a lot of different issues that the church is dealing with. The temple was a sacred meeting place of the Israelites in the Old Testament. So they worshiped there, they made sacrifices there, and they made their requests to God here. So when Jesus came, he eliminated the need for a temple being in a single location. So Christians became the temple of God, a house for his Holy Spirit. And now that we are a sacred house, a holy ground, there's this kind of notion that nothing unclean or defiling should enter its presence because that's how it worked with the temple. So this kind of relates to Christians, you know, being called not to engage in sin, obviously not perfect. Obviously, a lot of hypocrites are Christians because we sin a lot and we're not perfect, but that's kind of the point of Christianity is recognizing that you're not. And I think that this kind of brings up this whole kind of notion of treating your body as a temple. And I think that a lot of times you've probably heard this relate to modesty. It's a big verse that people use, you know, treat your body as a temple, modesty. But I don't think that people talk about it in the means of health and fitness and loving the way that God has made your body, not to a point where your body is an idol, but just cherishing it and loving that. And I think that it has to do a lot with health and fitness. I think this brings in, you know, avoiding temptations, but also observing the Sabbath. So making sure that you rest, getting enough sleep, being sober-minded, and just treating your body with respect because they are gifts from God. And, you know, Genesis 126 talks about us being made in the image of God. Obviously, we do not make an idol of our bodies. Matthew 6, 24 says, no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You can't serve two masters. And I think that a lot of times fitness and health and eating can often become a master over our lives. Matthew 6, 21 says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And again, that verse, I think a lot of times is used to talk about money and not loving money too much and not being motivated too much by money. But I also think that we treasure a lot of things more than money. And I think our bodies can be something that we do treasure too much. And so, you know, my end goal in life is not to look a certain way. It's to embrace the life that God has given me, to work to share about the blessings that he's given me, and to help spur other people ultimately to serve that purpose too. I think that if my body is a temple, I want to 
love it in the way that I meant to. And I want to like live a long life to keep working at that mission and to have just a healthy mindset with these things. And so that is where I'm at. Obviously, I think you can have those same goals even if you aren't a Christian without that purpose. But I think that a lot of times people talk about health and fitness in a way of, you know, just being their best selves. And for me, it just goes a lot deeper than that. And so that's kind of my background. But I wasn't always there. And I want to go back kind of through my journey because I think it's important just to see we have a lot of different triggers in our life for pinpoints of when things kind of switch for us. Maybe someone made a comment and it just sticks in your head. I know I will talk about a lot of those things. And it's just so crazy how those things stick with you and they shape you. And it's important to reflect on those things and be aware of them. And so I'm just going to run through them. So for me, I think I really started noticing fitness with my family. I grew up seeing my mom who was a stay-at-home mom. And I saw this woman like pour her life into us. Everything was about others. The most selfless person I know is my mom. I love my mom so much. There were five kids at home all the time, so there was always a lot going on. And I swear, my mom probably just needed an hour every day of being alone. So as we got older and she didn't have to be home because my siblings were home or whatever, my mom would run every single morning. And when I say run, I mean this woman would run seven miles every single morning. It was crazy. She would take her time in the morning to run to actually pray over our city. So she'd go by certain people's houses and pray over them. And this was just the kind of thing that I saw with fitness. That was my mom's time alone. She could just focus on, you know, working her body, but also praying for people around her. It was a very spiritual thing. And it was something that I just always remember. I feel like there are distinct moments in your life that you always remember. And my mom's runs in the morning were very, very big for me. And so big for me that my mom actually, when I was in eighth grade, she was doing her morning runs. It was really dark in the morning and she was crossing a street and just didn't see this car coming. And I think it was going like 40 miles per hour. So it's a pretty busy road. My mom actually got hit by this car. And when I mean hit, I mean she flipped over the top of the car and fell like 15 feet behind the car and landed there. And it was the saddest thing. And I don't really like to talk about this a lot because it absolutely makes me so sad. And I remember my dad coming in. I was in eighth grade and just saying, you know, mom's been hit by, by a car and I need to go. And there were just 15 minutes where I didn't even know if my mom was alive. And, oh, making me a little bit emotional. But long story short, my mom actually survived and she just had some broken ribs. She had to get a lot done on her face. Her face was completely just like torn apart. Her shoulder is still definitely limited in its range of motion. But all that to say, my mom recovered for probably like six months after that. And then she got back to running. She did not give up. She just kept running every single morning. And so I was like, if this woman can run seven miles every morning, I can too. And so I remember in, I think it was sixth grade, I actually decided that I wanted to start running too. So in the morning, I would go with my sister, Jamie, or actually I think it was in the evening. It was like a summer in between sixth and seventh grade. I would go to our local gym and I would just run a mile and I'd run it with Jamie and slowly it would just build up to running a mile every single day. I was running seven miles a week and just slowly increasing after that. It just felt really good to have a sense of purpose. You know, in the summer, you're bored as a kid. You don't have a lot to do. And so it was just fun having this outing and going with my sister, Jamie. 
it was just fun for us. And so that was the first time I really felt like I got into, hey, fitness and doing something. And it was such a pure thing. It wasn't ever motivated by wanting to look a certain way in sixth grade. I hadn't really thought that much about body image, but then comes middle school. So where I lived, middle school actually began seventh and eighth grade. And I definitely felt like I started noticing my body more because a lot of times the girls around me looked like they were starting to look, quote, more womanly. So they were getting like boobs, they had a bigger butt, wider hips. And I have always been, and to this day, I'm just a late bloomer. Like I just look, I think, younger than I am. And I think that was the first moment where I really kind of noticed, hey, my hips are not as wide as the people around me or my butt just isn't as big or I don't really have boobs yet. I had braces. I've just always been a very like kind of awkward, gangly look. And to this day, I still feel like I just look younger than I am. And I'm actually very appreciative of it now. But back in the day, it just was something that I was very insecure about. And the biggest insecurity that I remember having in middle school, I've always had very muscular thighs with very narrow hips. That's just how my body is. And that might be because I run and I'm never going to stop running to have like slimmer thighs. But I actually really like how muscular my thighs are now. But back in the day, I remember I would just notice how like when I sat down, my legs just looked wider than other people's. I didn't have thin legs. I'd get insecure when I wore shorts. And it was just really sad because these are things that I all really appreciate now. But back in the day in middle school, I just felt insecure about them. And I remember I started wearing makeup in seventh grade, but I would wear eyeshadow without mascara. And I remember one of my friends was like, it really looks weird that you don't wear mascara. <laughs> and it probably did. But I just remember those little comments sticking with me. I even remember I got a comment on a video. I think it was in eighth grade. It's just crazy that this is how the world works. But I got a comment and it was just like a troll comment, but it said, you have a really flat butt. And that was a comment that so simple, so stupid, should have just ignored, but it has stuck with me. Honestly, to this day, I have a very small butt. I don't have a large butt, but I would always just mention it. I would try on clothes and think, oh, my butt looks really flat. Or even in my relationships, I remember my ex-boyfriend, I would joke around about having like a pancake butt. And even like with my relationship with Aiden, I would make comments about it. And I remember one time he just called me out and said, why do you keep saying that? Like for one, it ain't true. And for two, it's just not that important. And you don't need to talk about yourself in that way. I wanted to say that because I think it's important to know that your words have power over people and you can get millions of compliments, but just the one negative, maybe not even mean comment sticks with you. And so for one, be careful about the words you say to other people, but also you can't let those things stick with you because they are not the end-all be-all. So in high school, I actually had always danced up until this point. I have danced since I was four, but I just did like studio dance. I was never competitive, but I do ballet, tap, jazz, and sometimes I would do lyrical, but I was always a dancer. And so in high school, I actually tried out for my high school's drill team, which I think in the South, it's basically just like the kick line kind of dancing that you do in high school. But I made the team. It was actually the day that my mom got hit by a car was the day of tryouts, which is crazy. But she told me that I still needed to go even while she was laying on the pavement. But I tried out and I made it. And I felt like this was the first time where I really conditioned. So we would do mile Mondays, 
We would do these really honestly difficult dances, kicks, stuff that was a lot of hard work. And I felt like this was the first time where I really pushed myself and it was still just this fun, pure thing. And I wasn't going to the gym at this point, my freshman year, my sophomore year of high school, but I just remember dancing like this all the time and it was a really, really great workout. I definitely didn't focus on food at all. You know, in high school, your metabolism is just running so fast. I never really felt the need to focus on food. I ate whatever. I seriously remember I would carpool with a friend at dance practice and every morning at like 6.30, we would get large Cokes and hash browns as our breakfast which is absolutely disgusting looking back. Not like that Coke is bad or hash browns are bad. I still, every now and then, will eat those things. But to have that at 6.30 in the morning, all that sugar, like no wonder I would crash in the middle of the day. But then came my junior year of high school. And I think this is when things really changed for me because I started finding these kind of vegan and vegetarian videos on YouTube. I specifically would watch some from Nina and Randa. I don't know if you guys remember them, but they would promote eating this vegan lifestyle. Plant products, they said it would just make your skin clear up a lot. You would feel really healthy. It was really good for you. And I kind of questioned, you know, why am I eating meat? Is there a point to me eating meat? If all these people are doing it, it works for them. It probably works for me. And I ultimately just wanted to try it. I've always had this personality where I like to kind of discipline myself to be a stronger person and just to try things. I'm never scared to give them up if they fail, but I like to try them. So I told myself, I'm just gonna try to eat a vegetarian lifestyle. So I slowly stopped eating meat. And I think this was the first time in my life where I really started to focus on food. It became this thing that I actually thought about. I actually thought about exactly what I was eating. I was very conscious of it, which can be a bad thing, but I think in this point in my life, it wasn't exactly the healthiest thing. I never had an eating disorder. I never had to like see someone for help or anything. It was just something that I believe I focused on too much because I was idolizing food as if it was this thing that needed to be in perfect balance. So I'd go to fast food restaurants with my family and I just wouldn't get anything and I would like eat at home or my mom would make meals and my mom never made entirely unhealthy meals, but I would just not want to eat meat or not want to eat a lot of butter or something. And so I would just make my own food instead. Or I distinctly remember with my ex-boyfriend, we'd go to a taco place and there was a salad place next door and I would get a salad instead. Even though I love tacos, even though I don't think tacos are the worst thing in the world to eat. I love tacos to this day. Torchies is like the best ever. But I would always just make these decisions that weren't bad in themselves. And I think it's good to explore, you know, healthier eating. But I was idolizing it to a point where I would not consume anything that was, quote, bad. I did an episode with a non-diet dietitian and her name's Michelle Pilpich. If you want to listen to that episode, I think it's really good. But she talks a lot about how, you know, we shouldn't label food as good or bad. But I was in this phase of this is good, this is bad, and I would eat, you know, one sweet a week and that was it. I also started working out a lot at a gym at this point. And I don't think my working out was ever tied with my food. I think my relationship with food and working out was very different. And so I would work out five nights a week and I would run at the gym. And this was the point where I really started to kind of challenge myself in my runs and it just felt so good. So I would, you know, start off running two miles and then it was three one a week and then it was four, then it was five. And I think I got up to about six miles and it was a very healthy goal having this relationship with running. It felt like the relationship my mom had where 
at nights I just wanted to unwind after school. I was taking all these AP classes and was very focused on grades. I've always been someone who was very grade focused. And so it just felt good to kind of unleash all this energy at night. And I don't think I've ever had like a bad relationship with working out. It was never to get a bigger butt. It was never to look a certain way. It was all about just pushing myself and my goals. And I would also go with my sister, Jamie, and it was just fun having someone to go with. Like we knew the front desk guys and they would always be like, oh, hey, because we came every night and it feels good being a regular at a place like a gym (laughs) versus being a regular at Starbucks or something. I always felt a little guilty doing that, spending so much money at Starbucks, but I never focused on the way that my body looked when I worked out. It was more so when I ate. When I ate, that was when I was like, oh, this is going to not make me look the way that I want to look. Versus I wasn't thinking, you know, oh, running's going to really bulk up my legs. So maybe I should lift weights or something like that. And I got a lot of questions about why I don't weight lift. And the biggest reason is because I think working out should be something that you enjoy. And I know that, you know, maybe lifting weights all the time would make me look better than I do now, quote, whatever better is. But I love running and I've always loved running. And I think you need to do what you love because that is how you're going to have a good relationship with fitness. So then I went to college. If you guys don't know, I went to college in New York City from Texas. And so I was so busy in college. I was meeting so many people. I started dating my boyfriend, Aiden, who's now my husband, which is crazy. I was just focusing on exploring New York City, getting to know a new place, that working out and eating was not my focus at all. I just kind of made a 180, but I don't think anything really happened in terms of my health because I was still walking 20,000 steps a day. It was crazy when you moved to New York City. You just walk so much. And I loved this time in my life. My freshman year of college, I have such fond memories of because I was so just carefree and joyous and not jaded and just felt very content with my life. And I think with working out and eating and fitness, these things come in waves. You know, sometimes they are a higher priority in your life, like it is now in this point in my life right now, it is. But then I was just focusing on all these other things. And I think it's important to know and have grace with yourself where you know, working out and eating healthy can bring me joy in this phase of my life now. But at that time, it was different things that were bringing me joy. At this point, I was still a vegetarian, but I still didn't really focus on food. I just wouldn't eat meat, but I would eat out and eat whatever I wanted. And obviously, when you're dating someone, you eat out a lot. And so we would eat out like all the time especially because I always had roommates. And so I didn't always want to like make dinner and bring them over. And so we were just out of our apartments a lot eating out. And so I definitely think I gained a little bit of weight my freshman year, not to where I would step on the scale and notice. I don't ever actually weigh myself. It's not something that I care about at all. But I do remember like looking back on photos being like, I think I looked a little bit bigger, but I just didn't care at all. I had no care at all. I was with someone who... I truly feel like and still feel like to this day and I think it's such a beautiful thing in a relationship where I never thought he was looking at other girls thinking oh they look better than you know Michelle. This guy truly loved me, loved the way I looked, always let me know that he loved the way I look and so I had this confidence in myself because I was really balancing my life with new friends, new activities, enjoying college while also having this confidence in my relationship because 
this guy truly thought I was, you know, the hottest thing that walked the earth. <laughs> and so I was just really happy at this moment and felt so secure in my life, in my relationship where I was truly happy. But my sophomore year and my junior year of college, things really kind of switched. I, for the first time in my life, felt like my YouTube channel was really fully working at a pace where I was making, you know, a normal full-time salary while also being in college. And so I was working really hard between college. I really wanted to have a 4.0 GPA. I did not have a 4.0 GPA. I had like a 3.9, but it was this idol in my life where my grades were so important to me and my college was hard. It was a lot of reading. It was a liberal arts college. So you really did work a lot. I feel like people play off liberal arts colleges as not being like tough at all, but I was taking these accounting courses. I was taking historical theology classes. I was taking political thought and practice and just all these courses that were very difficult. And so between that and YouTube, I felt very stretched thin. I wasn't sleeping well. I was focused on my grades and Naturally for me, when I get stressed, I don't eat as much. It's not conscious. It's not me trying to, but I just don't eat as much at all. And so I got to a point where I just felt very run down. So I went and got a blood test from my doctor to see if everything was looking okay. And my doctor said that my iron was really low. And so I thought about it. I was thinking about me being a vegetarian and it was genuinely just a little bit difficult to keep up with when you're already not eating enough and you're cutting out meat. I'm not saying this is for everyone. I think if you're a vegan vegetarian, that's great. And I think it could be a great way to eat. But for me at this particular time in my life, it was not fitting my lifestyle. I needed to be eating more and I needed to be eating more protein specifically. And so I decided to stop. I started to incorporate meat back into my eating. And I know a lot of people have a weird switch when that happens, like their stomach hurts, they get really bad, like constipation, stuff like that. I genuinely felt so normal. I felt like I had a lot more energy. I felt like it was easier to cook in college. And so it just worked for me. It really helped me sleep better too. I just felt like I had more balance. And so my senior year of college, I felt like I finally had balance in my life. My classes kind of eased up a little bit. And so I started working out again all throughout college. I was very off and on with working out. I remember my freshman year, me and my roommate said we were going to get a Planet Fitness membership. And we legit never went because you had to get on the subway. And my tip, if you're living in a city where you have to get on public transportation to go to the gym, like it is just not going to happen, especially when it's 10 degrees outside in the winter. It was just not a thing at all. But my senior year of college, I actually had a gym in my apartment building. And so I worked out five days a week. I felt like I was finally next to a Trader Joe's. So I grocery shopped more, focused more on my meals, and just felt genuinely happy. And then my senior year of college, I actually decided to get a full-time job, which is something that I've talked about a lot in my podcast. But I worked at a social media marketing agency, a very small agency. And the work was just very fast-paced. It was very quick. And it was kind of like, your job is your all. And so I didn't really have as much time to work out and do these things, especially between working on YouTube and a full-time job. Like it was, I get my full-time job and then I go home and I do YouTube. It wasn't, I get home and I cook a meal or I work out. And so it just wasn't really a priority then. And I felt pretty sluggish during this time. I did feel like I was missing that balance. But in my mind, I just knew there's a season for everything. And this is the season that I'm in. So I'm going to be fully in it. 
and know that eventually I will figure out a routine. So after I quit my job, this is when I really started again to focus on working out. I was living in the Upper West Side and so I would always run by the pier and it was honestly so nice. I would go in the mornings. I was on a kick of waking up early and running and that was also a really nice time in my life as well. And then comes COVID. So during COVID, I actually had a trip planned to come home to do wedding stuff. We were going to tour venues. And so I actually came home. I It was the middle of March, so like the week of March 14th when things really switched. I came home and little did I realize I would never be returning to New York City. And so in quarantine, that beginning first couple of months were really hard, but I felt like the only thing that I had to focus on was my fitness. And while staying at home, it just felt so important for me to actually be moving and working out. And I just needed something. I needed a hobby. And so this is when I really began focusing on both my workouts and cooking. So for my workouts, I actually wasn't really running during this time. My ferritin levels dropped a lot. And so I didn't have as much energy, so I really decided to switch up my workouts, and I figured I would try HIIT workouts. So I found this girl. Her name is Cindy Cummings on YouTube, and she posts a new workout every single day, and I loved these workouts. They were really nice. She also does a lot of just like boot camp workouts with weights, and I was doing burpees and push-ups and all these workouts that I hadn't really done before that just were really fun to do in the morning. I would listen to a podcast and then I mute her and just watch her and it was like the best hour of my day. I loved it. During this time as well, I started working out my arms. My arms were always something that I just didn't really work out. I didn't feel the need to have strong arms. I kind of associated strong arms with being bulky and it just wasn't really something that I focused on, but I was thinking about our wedding and wearing, you know, a spaghetti strap dress and I was like, maybe I do want to work out my arms. So I started lifting weights. I also would just watch Sydney Cummings videos and I started with five pound weights that become 10 pound weights that became 15 pound weights. And for the first time in my life, I felt genuinely strong in my workouts in a way that I didn't feel when I was running. I felt like I could do 10 push-ups and it wasn't hard. And I felt like I was pushing myself. And in a moment where I felt like I couldn't control a lot, you know, our wedding plans were changing. I was away from my home in New York City. I missed my friends. I was working from home. It was all these things that I really felt out of control. It was like the one thing that I had control over was pushing myself every morning to do a workout that made me stronger, where I didn't have to focus on all these really heavy things, but I could just focus on my body. During quarantine, I genuinely think that's when I developed the healthiest relationship that I've had with working out. Living at home, my mom was honestly so stretched thin cooking for so many people because at home it was my brother my sister-in-law his wife charlotte their daughter jamie and my parents and me so there was just a lot of people to cook for so my sister-in-law Lindsay would cook a couple days a week i would cook a couple days a week and i felt like i could really focus on cooking these meals that people liked that were not super healthy but healthy enough where we we're getting vegetables and proteins and I just felt like I really enjoyed cooking for the first time. And those habits have really carried into my life now. You know, I'm a newlywed. Aiden and I got married in August. We've been living together ever since. And in a lot of ways, it's kind of the same. We stay home a lot. He 
works in the office maybe one day a week, but then he's home too. So I work out in the morning. I still feel like I'm pushing myself. I'm running more than I was over quarantine because I really like running on a treadmill. And I've been loving cooking. Like every single night, I love just trying a new recipe. We try to do kind of lean meats during the week. I'll go into exactly what I've been cooking. Cooking has become a hobby for me and something I really enjoy. And I feel like I finally have that mindset where I appreciate these things without idolizing them. And so I have a few key takeaways and then I'm gonna go into my routine and then some of the questions. But the first key takeaway is just know your why. Like why do you care about health and fitness? How is it shaping you and why is it important to you? If it's just to look a certain way, it's not gonna last. Number two is just know how you will feel after. I know the days where I don't feel like going to the gym, but I go 10 minutes in and I'm like a new person. (laughs) Like I love it. I know I'm going to feel good after versus today. Some days I went to the gym today. I went for 30 minutes and the whole time I just wasn't feeling it. So I left and that's partly because I got cramps right now. (laughs) I'm just not feeling it, but I pushed myself. I tried. I don't regret it, but I know that I stopped when I should have. Number three, don't put it on the wayside. I feel like when I don't prioritize my health and fitness like I was doing my junior year of college, things just really don't work as well. Number four is don't trust influencers. That would be me. Don't listen to everything that I say and prescribe it to your life and be like, this is how I need to live my life. Because that's what I did when I watched these influencers who talked about these diets that just were not realistic for me personally. And don't feel bad if you can't live the same lifestyle that someone else does. I get a lot of people who are like, you should really try weightlifting, but I just don't want to. And I like running and I lift my free weights for my arms every now and then, but That's enough for me. I don't need to do like heavy squats or anything like that. It's just not what I like. And so influencers are not professionals. I talked a lot about this with Michelle on that podcast, but you know, you should trust professionals, not people online. And number five, do what you like. Don't do something that you don't like if you're going to push yourself. Like don't run if you hate running. Don't go to SoulCycle if you hate SoulCycle. And number six, you are the only person who can make yourself do it. I think a lot of people sit around waiting for motivation. Motivation is not going to be there on a lot of the days. A lot of the days it's, you know, you just making yourself do it because it's a discipline thing. And I don't mean that in an unhealthy way, making yourself do it because you need to force yourself to do anything. Like obviously listen to your body. But if you're waiting around for motivation from someone else, it probably won't come. So here is my workout routine that I'm in right now. So every other day I will run. Or some days I feel like running twice in a row. I just kind of listen, but I at least try to run every other day. And I usually run between two to five miles. So some days it's two, some days it's five. Right now I'm not really focused on distance. I'm actually, for the first time in my life ever, I've been focusing on speed. So I've always been someone who just runs at like six miles per hour and I don't even try to increase it. That's just kind of what I do. But over the past couple of weeks, I've been trying to run faster. So I started at 6.3 at 6.5 and now I'm at 6.8 which is faster than I've ever ran before and I think with running it really takes a long time to build up your endurance and so that has been my focus and on the days that I run usually it's at the longest about 40 minutes and so I'll try to do 20 minutes of something else whether that be an ab workout I love ab workouts from Sammy Clark or MadFit or I will just do a banded booty workout so with those resistance bands I'll do something from MadFit or Sydney Cummings or I'll do a leg workout even though I do feel like my running is 
my biggest leg workout. I think it's the reason why I do have muscular legs is from my running. But sometimes I like something that kind of targets my inner thighs. I think that's an area that I don't get to work as much. I'll do Cindy Cummings or Fitness Blender. Or sometimes I stretch or sometimes I just will leave after my run. On the days that I don't run, I try to do 45 minutes of either a HIIT workout, the Stairmaster I'll do for 20 minutes in combination with something else, or I will do a boot camp workout from Cindy Cummings, or if I'm working out my arms, which I try to do twice a week, I will do a, I'll do a workout that is 45 minutes from Cindy Cummings that uses like 8 to 15 pound weights. And so... That has been the biggest way that I feel like I've really increased my strength on my arms. I also will just do push-ups sometimes too. I always work out Sunday to Thursdays. I like having Friday and Saturday just to really enjoy the weekend. I like Sunday workouts at night, but then I will try to do Monday to Thursday in the morning for at least 45 minutes. So that's my workout schedule. It works for me. Everyone is different. As far as eating goes, I eat all food groups. I eat meat, gluten, dairy. I eat it all. And I find that whenever I eliminate food groups, that is when I have a bad relationship with food. So it's just not something I do. I don't really try to cook with milk or butter. I don't drink regular milk. I do drink oat milk, but sometimes in desserts I'll have milk. So I just don't cut anything out. That's what works for me. During the week, we try to eat like lean meat. So chicken or salmon or turkey. And then on the weekends, I'll eat whatever meat I want to. But I just find that I usually just cook with like ground chicken, ground turkey or salmon or chicken breast. That's usually what I do. But for the mornings, I try to eat something that has like healthy fats and protein. So before I work out, I will eat Trader Joe's has these ABC bars that are like almond butter and cocoa. They're so good. They're the perfect small amount to eat before you work out. So I do that because a big breakfast just doesn't work when I work out, especially when I run. And I'll have a coffee. And then after that, I'll have kind of my second breakfast. So that'll be yogurt with granola and fruit. I love the Siggy's yogurt, but Trader Joe's has their own Icelandic style that's so yummy. For lunch, I actually don't really eat big lunches or I don't know. I feel like I eat snacks for lunch. I'm just not a big lunch person but whenever I don't eat lunch I really notice so I try to do veggies and hummus or with spinach dip avocado toast or I'll do an open-faced sandwich with like turkey and cheese or just leftovers from dinner but usually I like to give the leftovers to Aiden because they're just a little bit bigger for snacks I love to do pita chips and hummus or apples and peanut butter and then we usually buy trail mix too dinner is always different I love trying new recipes so I've been doing a lot of half-baked harvest recipes so I'll usually do chicken, turkey, or fish, and it's always different. I really like kind of one skillet or one pan meals. I'm not a big, you make a meat with two sides. I've been trying to do meals that are kind of just like everything's in one. It makes it really easy, and it's also just more fun, I feel like. And I like when all the flavors blend. Those are my favorite meals. And then we'll do dessert every now and then. We recently got the frozen Levain cookies that they have at like Central Market, which if you guys know, New York City has the Levain cookie bakery and they're so good, but they recently started selling them frozen in Texas. They are not nearly as good, but they are good. So sometimes we'll split one. Sometimes we'll eat dark chocolate pretzels. I'm a big sweet tooth and I don't really limit myself to having desserts on the weekend. I'll do kind of like snack style desserts during the week and then maybe get like ice cream on the weekend. But I do like a good little treat at the end of the night sometimes. So I don't really meal prep. I intuitively eat all the way. I don't meal prep because every day I feel like I end up craving something different. So I don't like to be like, okay, this day, this day, this day, we're going to eat this. So I'll usually cook two days at a time. So I'll get two dinner meals and then go back and get two more. 
just kind of depends on what we're feeling. So now I wanna go into the Q&A. The first question I got was, how was the transition from being a vegetarian to eating meat and why did you switch? Again, I had a really difficult time absorbing iron. It was something that was just an issue for me and I know a lot of people like to think they are nutritionists or doctors and say like this is the way that you should eat and I just know that when I was eating a vegetarian diet especially in college when I was doing a lot of different things it just wasn't you know practical for me I was eating a lot of beans and nuts and beets things that were like iron rich and protein rich it just wasn't working and it also just made me obsessive with food and so I don't think that I had a good relationship with that diet, but it definitely can work for other people. Like I said, I didn't really have to adjust after eating meat. It kind of just went back to normal. Um, I got a lot of questions about how to stop comparing yourself to other people. So like I said, I think changing your why is a big deal. So are you working out for looks? Are you working out for other reasons? I'm a big believer that there are people who I love to follow on Instagram who I genuinely have no like beef against, but seeing their posts just makes me insecure, probably because I'm a little maybe envious or maybe they just only post the highlights of their life and I just, I fall into comparison with them. So I will just mute them. And I can tell you that that really helps a lot or just getting off social media in general. I'm so much happier when I'm not scrolling, looking at other people's bodies and lives and all this stuff. But I don't think you should blame social media because I think that's like a you problem and the social media makes it worse. But getting off of it helps a lot and just focusing on new habits, ways to better yourself instead of comparing yourself to other people. I got a lot of questions about how to get into running and I talked about this in a video that I did a little bit ago, but I think for the first biggest thing is know if you like running outside or inside. I know a lot of people like running outside, but I personally run a lot better on a treadmill. And so I prefer to run on a treadmill. I think getting a good pace is really important, which mostly comes from focusing on your breathing, finding good music or playlists. That is so important on the days where I don't have a podcast to listen to or my music is boring and old. My run is just never as good. One thing I try to do is just tell myself, okay, you can go a minute longer. Because a minute doesn't sound that bad, but once you reach a minute longer, sometimes you're like, oh, I can do another minute. Just keep telling yourself to go a minute longer and that helps a lot. Don't run every single day because obviously that can be bad on your knees and your limbs, but do try to be consistent. I know that I watched Kenzie Elizabeth on YouTube and she talks about using the Couch to 5K app and she really likes that. So maybe that would be a good resource too. How have you emotionally been dealing with your newer health issues? So I talked about my low iron and as a result of that, I've had some hair loss too, which is not a fun thing at all. And for a while, I saw a gynecologist because I thought it was a hormonal thing. I saw my dermatologist because I was like, maybe it's a scalp thing. And I eventually saw a hematologist because I figured out it was the iron. And I can just say that this doesn't apply to really serious health issues that are like life or death. Like obviously see doctors that you need to see. The more I stopped focusing on the problems, like focusing on my hair falling out, focusing on feeling tired, the more I stopped focusing on that and started focusing on ways to ease my stress, because I do think stress is the biggest reason why problems like this often occur. And not just taking, you know, a doctor's opinion as point blank, because a lot of times you see multiple doctors to figure things out. And so I've been trying to focus more on living a balanced life and listening to my body and just doing things like watching TV at night and not working, things that I never used to do, but now I try to do that I'm married and 
sleeping in more, getting off my phone, these things that don't seem like they would affect your health, but they genuinely do. I've been trying to switch from having kind of like a take this medication, do this supplement to fix X, and just trying to be more holistic in how I view my health, which is something that I never really used to do. And I do know that not every issue has a holistic and I do know that not every, you know, health issue, like maybe you're celiac or something, like it doesn't necessarily have a holistic solution, but it's something that I'm trying to do because I do think that mine is highly due to stress. I got a lot of questions about working out comfortably in front of people at the gym. I know gym intimidation is so big. So I think the biggest thing I tell myself is that these people, like I am, are thinking more about themselves than they are thinking of me. I'm not looking at the guy next to me thinking like, wow, his biceps look big. First off, because I'm married and I don't think that about other guys. But two, because I'm just thinking about myself. I'm thinking about, you know, that mind and muscle connection and that is likely what other people are thinking about too. Have a plan before you go in. I find I'm more insecure at the gym when I'm just walking around not knowing what I'm doing because I'm a little bit more vulnerable. So have a plan and just stick to that plan. Blast music, wear some AirPods and just really get into the zone. And also just wear what makes you comfortable. I really prefer to wear leggings make me feel a lot more comfortable than wearing shorts or I prefer to wear a top rather than just wearing a sports bra so figure out what makes you comfortable and then just work out in that so this question is I found bloating is common which is something I felt shame about before thoughts so bloating is totally normal I remember the first time I realized that bloating is normal I was watching this girl I think her name's Natasha Ocean she does a lot of workout videos but she did a whole video that was all about how much she bloats in a day and it was like mind blown it was insane to see this girl who is very you know quote small that she bloats just like everybody else and so bloating is totally normal I think if you have a certain food that is making you bloat a lot and feel uncomfortable that hey maybe you should cut that out or drink more water but bloating is normal I bloat a lot I look a lot different at night than I do in the morning and that's okay and most people also feel that way. So those are all the questions that I'm going to answer. I really hope you guys liked this podcast episode. I hope you liked listening to it. Let me know if you did. Feel free to write a review or leave a rating. I know that definitely helps here on the charts or whatever, so I'd really appreciate it. And again, I just honestly want everyone to have a healthy relationship with working out and a healthy relationship with food. And I think it's something that's really hard to come by. So I just wanted to share my story and know that we all go through things with this, especially as women. And so I just think it's important to talk about. And I hope it gave you a little bit of insight into my own journey. So I love you guys. Um, I'm very thankful that you listened to this. Feel free to follow me on Instagram if you guys want to participate in the next episode. It's just at Michelle Reed. And then also feel free to subscribe so you can get a notification when I post next Monday. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week and I will talk to you guys later. Bye friends.